For some weird reason, Prince William is being dubbed his royal thighness because he was looking at a KFC. I'm gonna need y'all to get y'all shit together. It's fucking chicken. Grilled crispy is universally liked. Now he should be dubbed his royal baldness. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Doom Patrol. Episode 11, Francis Patrol. This episode premiered April 26th of 2019. Written by April Fitzsimmons. Directed by Wayne Yip. Known for his work on Doctor Who. I gave this one a 9.8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it with a few exceptions. I thought Larry's storyline is exactly why he is by far my favorite character of the group. Rita didn't piss me off as much as she usually does in the episodes. And Cliff is just going to be the sour one in the bunch. He's the, he's the Caitlin Snow right of the of of the ensemble and we just have to deal with the fact that they're a major cast member it's not as if when he is making emotional moments that he is annoying it's everything else he just seems like an overly ramped up rage bull that's let loose in a china shop and it's exhausting But other than that, this was pretty damn good. Let's get into the recap. Larry hears a knock on the door. And I'm going to say if I woke up somewhere and I heard a knock on the door and they were like, it's the military police. I don't think I'm just going to stand there and look helpless because that's what he was doing. Sir, you have military experience. I know your ass went through some day. I know you were a pilot, but I know you went through something, right? They gave you some training with a gun, with a weapon, anything. Trying to tell me y'all didn't teach him any skills in which he could defend himself. Because I feel like he should be ready. Luckily, it's John with some food. And while neither know how this is possible, neither did I. Because he says, how did you find me? How did you find this place? Neither care, because... Once that's out the way, and they give me a wonderful shot of... (laughs) They have some drinks, a steak sandwich, and... They once again ponder how this is possible. You have John wondering if he is in fact dead. As this is the first time that this is a place that is unfamiliar. I was a little confused too about how he was seeing John. And I'm glad that it was able to sync up this episode. Because I wasn't sure how much was JB and how much was actually John. Because last time it felt as if they were interacting and that was odd. But I didn't put too much on it because they never went back and addressed it. But then this episode, it all makes sense. Because he even says the the back of the truck was familiar. This place is a hotel that Larry always wanted to bring him to someday. There is a lot of sadness to the fact that this is Larry's ultimate fantasy and it's still so secluded from the rest of the world. It's just his own private little secret, very much like his sexuality or how he felt about it. And I am glad that he is able to have a healing conversation with the one person he actually loved from this time period. But in the room at this point, he says, once John accuses him of being a mother hen saying, take it slow. He says, well, I do love you, 
and right at that moment jb decides to go back inside because he's done with his mission of helping cliff retrieve jane rude but i understand you had a whole (laughs) 45 minutes to an hour actually it was a must have been a few hours if the beard hunter had gotten there i'm not sure where the time synced up however i did like the fact that they were able to show three different perspectives of information it was a great way to stall the plot across multiple episodes and then you had larry after rita asks is he okay begging jb to take him back in familiar behavior by staring out the window that's all he can do kind of depressive i believe until he hears on the news that bump has died via an alligator did mr nobody kill him because he likes to use nature's creatures as villains and i can't help but think that he may have something to do with this but it's all about reconciling cliff's daughter so i don't think so but it did sound suspicious of the timing and then i also thought white people constantly testing dangerous creatures and don't live to tell the tale so it could just be one of those situations and it kind of feels as if it might be rita tries to get an apology for karen's behavior of being manipulated put under mind control but jane is back in the bitch mode and says you don't understand me at all because it's not as if she can take responsibility for something someone else does but at the same time nor does she care she tells her to back off and also call the team meeting that only cliff and rita show up to she is ready to find the chief rita is affronted and cliff can't believe it's not vic that called this meeting because otherwise he would not have showed up (laughs) vic interfaces with grid via one of them old ass computers who thinks that there's a malfunctioning going on since vic has removed his system and he tells him that he is rebooting but then the system started calling him victor nobody puts baby in a corner sentient ai calling you by your first name is the number one sign it has gone evil apparently after he pressed or jane pressed the sos button and regrew his arm cyborg became 63 percent better cyborg (laughs) and is told what is happening inside him is extraordinary i too would be freaking the fuck out if a sentient (laughs) system is straight up getting all sass with me like um i know exactly what's happening you can take me off of your body sir but i am growing inside your body at the team meeting jane is being a bitch still like i get you had the worst time of it but honestly this is why i hate the trope oh really bad things have happened to me in the past which means i can act out and treat people any certain way because i have a deep dark dismiss uh, dismissive nature of reality and despite me wanting you all to be my family i can only ever treat you like garbage i need that to stop because this character continues to shat on several people the only times i don't see her shitting on anyone is most of the time vic and that's only because she respects him in some way i redeemed her arc this episode because it was getting on my nerves when she had that conversation with him and when she was asking for his help it was the only time she allowed some vulnerability but i need her to stop being such a twat she tells rita that the missing guy is called flex hero of the beach and it's no why would rita remember that it's not like she wasn't born 60 something years ago 
<laughs> or actually this came out 60 something years ago so she's even older than that never mind why they all have the fountain of youth but whatever cliff feels bad that bump is dead even though jane's like you should be happy and he's like i should be but i'm not and rita says well you should go be there for your daughter and that's exactly what he wants and that's what he explains to jane like she's my daughter she needs my support and he asks flit to take him to her she's like we're not your fucking amtrak which point point she could have asked instead of saying have flit take me here he should have by the way rita supports it so flit takes both of them to florida and it's florida so then straight up dip and i don't blame her (laughs) whatsoever like i don't want nothing to do with this i was also with rita when she said it's not like somebody was there for you in your time of need and then she says nobody saved me girl that is so uncalled for because he legit jumped in there to save your ass whether you needed saving or not they didn't know what the fuck was going on how about next time you have your personalities write a note then we have them going into the bar in which rita explains after she fails at calming cliff's nerves that bump made him as a halloween crafted machine and allows him to be felt up by fellow bump friends big d comes in to offer her a seat and a basket of chicken to split because that's how fucking cheap you couldn't get her her own basket we don't need a one to split but i also understand that if it was a 12 piece i don't think i could sit there and eat it by myself either so i guess she introduces herself as gertrude aka gertie and she rather likes that he can drink a whole pitcher of beer go on rita you better take what you can get because we know what you can put down besides that gin and tonic back with jane she manages to find flex's wife goes to vic's room to ask for help and she totally wanted a pat on the back for her hard work but vic is dealing with the fact that his body is being taken over by cybernetics (laughs) he looked down his arm in horror and so did i Rita is then getting the lowdown on Bump's death. A gator named Francis killed him, swallowed him whole, I guess, as well as the Unabomber. Cliff remarks that Bump also went into danger and women's, or I should say, married women's crotches and i'm like dude would you stop bringing it up because all i want rita to turn around and says you were fucking the nanny every time he says that you were fucking the nanny please recall yourself sir he finally sees clara and it would have been nicer if i cared about him or her at this moment larry is still begging jb to take him back to his dream to play it out he keeps calling him pal and people who say pal and buddy just creeps me out and i understand he's from a different time era so it makes sense but people in 2020 stop calling motherfuckers pal and buddy (laughs) my boss did that to me all the time hey buddy i'm like that's weird and you're younger than me just creepy this time when he goes back to his dreamscape they're at a bar john is with some friends he introduces him you have john or not john larry being all shy about it like oh let's go back to the hotel and he's like you just got here have a drink jb really wanted to show him off to actually be outside of a room in their relationship or a secretive meeting space he doesn't want to be hidden he wants to own their relationship and 
it's important that this part of their partnership never was explored and so this is the kind of relationship that larry had denied john all this time everybody shut the fuck up clara has something to say i died laughing at that line (laughs) she was like oh i really don't all people want to hear from you get the fuck up there clara gives bump an emotional eulogy cliff's only takeaway is that he needs to one-up his dead friend despite rita telling him it's not a competition and an apology should suffice he decides no i need to kill francis and get this watch back in the dreamscape john pulls larry into a dance in a secluded spot just like you like it but even then larry just isn't okay with the fact that people can see them despite what john says like jesus christ dude times have changed (laughs) like we used to sneak off here now they he mentions uh philadelphia and this was the first time that i was catching on that this was indeed john's consciousness with larry and then he also mentions something else that gave it away oh yeah he mentions the first time like the first time i didn't know what the fuck was going on (laughs) and the second time we were in the hotel room and he encourages larry to let go like man you need to come out the closet because this is ridiculous that you're still a coward you're hiding behind people larry says okay i know i will change but john says he doesn't want to spend his last days like this he asked jb once jb pulls him from the uh, dreamscape what he meant by that john that is about him taking his shot if he really means it and he's like i know you're not good at communicating but come help me pal (laughs) and it turns out that he has been communicating he leaves some stickies that read eerie on his door cliff wants to get the watch because it was his watch and meant something to her and then she inscribed it with dad you're my hero except she meant it for a whole other person but i guess it's the the combination of things and he's doing it to prove that he cares rita tells him gertrude is her real name when he's like why did you introduce yourself like that and she's trying to actually face her fears which means following this dumbass in a rowboat while he wades in the water trying to search for a gator. Larry goes to the Bowers residence in real time in Erie, Pennsylvania. And the nurse knows exactly who he is when he comes to the door. He says the bandages. John is an absolute peach and I love him and I'm glad we got to meet him before he passed on because I was dead sad. He is like, you son of a bitch, you actually came. He actually sees photos, Larry, that is, of the life that John has lived. He had love, if not a few. John seems to have had love for larry you know how you always think about that one that got away or what could have happened i think that's exactly what john had with him because larry was that one from him he's happy that he's there though larry is a little shook because he kind of wasn't expecting to see him quite like this uh he even says i'm in diapers and (laughs) this room smells of death (laughs) and he said take me to the porch because this shit ain't romantic and he says i need a lift there larry gives him the lift and it's so sweet when they were walking he's like i'm too old to ask what the fuck this is and i don't care and then he says god you're still strong i'm ready for you now brad isn't it obvious? i'm so ready larry is totally underplaying how powerful he is and that is so unfortunate because even he referenced it again like you have the strength of a 20 year old and then i also remembered what went down in that hotel room so when he said god you're still strong i'm like oh you already know that he apologizes for being selfish in the fantasy that they have but larry tells him that's nonsense it spurred his ass to get here and he's glad that he did 
And then you have John saying, getting old is very much a reversal into infancy. And there's a morbid beauty to human life. That's me speaking. And he also says, the older you live, sometimes you're, that means you are outliving your friends and your loved ones. So he is all alone. Jane and Vic both admit why they have aggro attitudes once they go to the meeting spot in the bus. And she tells him to call his dad after he reveals my cybernetics is taking over. And she says, after he says, well, why are you being all like you? Why you all of a sudden want to find the chief? She says, it's about that home of the Doom Patrol. I want to know why he wanted to lock me up. He owes me that. And I do approve this pairing much better. They also seem much similar in age, despite how fucking old Jane's supposed to be. Rita is so done with Cliff's tantrums about this damn watch, and so am I. And after another meltdown, he just freezes and has a brain seizure, and I was hoping it was kind of permanent. And Rita was like, look, I'm not about to be out in this fucking ditch i'm not how am i supposed to get you home i'm not gonna be useless i'm just gonna scream your name louder one more time and he finally says let's go home and then of course francis shows up larry unfortunately has nothing to show for himself in 60 years he tells him you are my last great anything it's like the last good thing that it happened to him we find out his wife died in 89 and that they were never close again and he's also never approached his kids because he doesn't want them to deal with this and that's another factor that you would think cliff and larry would talk about a little bit more because they're both parents whereas the other two or three are not and then fucking john love him to death he says you haven't fucked anyone since jfk and he says look i moved on i had a few moves on you know it was difficult i loved you but i learned to love other people and i was loved you need to do so yourself because you are pretty much living a sad ass life because you ain't got nothing and no one to even mention his friends that was a little rude but i understand it was more about the romance and and about that special kind of love he then says well i guess there is one person i can tell you about and he starts to talk i thought he was going to talk about the doom patrol at this point (laughs) and he says i want to tell you about jb and he says while we're not the best of friends there is a connection and he's beginning to understand what he wants and i knew by the camera angle john was dead because i saw his head nodding down and then when he freaking tucked him in on the porch and he put his head on his head and then he told the entity told jb thank you and jb glowed and then the dreamscape of them looking at each other and then the music was hitting me y'all made me an emotional fucking mess i was there for their love while cliff doesn't just talk to his daughter and explain and give the apology he needs to he does leave the watch and doesn't take credit for it so i guess then we have a situation unfold in front of the bus that jane and vic are on a domestic starts to take place jane chases them vic is approached by an older woman who he believes is mrs flex and then i'm guessing this whole thing was a setup they use some type of technology and vic is kidnapped they try to take jane but hammerhead jumps in and beats the shit out of the agent dude and then they run off and it turns out that vic has been captured by the bureau of normacy and who do you know but darren jones welcomes him to his house the ant farm and that is how we end the episode i hope the rest of the season is just as good let's get on to my favorite part 
the feedback. If you want to join in the conversation, you can send feedback in audio or written format to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. Audio under 10 minutes, please. Rules that Mimi and Shy never follow. And that's fine because they're the only two sending something. <laughs> but if we ever get more, shit'll get complicated. So speaking of my better halves. Let's get on to Miss Shy first. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to discuss Doom Patrol episode 11. I enjoyed this episode. It was a bit of a slower pace, not a lot of action, but it was more character driven. Um, we got to um, see the different characters facing um, their past and come into terms with things um, such as Larry with John you know facing the fact that you know he that he was living in the past and hadn't grown hadn't um, progressed in a lot of ways um, in the years that he's been with the negative man um, inside of him um, so him going to see John and uh, seeing how John lived his full life. Um, of course, you know, obviously John loved him and missed him, but he moved on, like he said, and, you know, found love. And, you know, now he's was dying or, you know, at the brink of death um, from his living out his life. I love their scene on the porch. Um, I thought that was amazing. Um, John, older John had me cracking up, um, asking Larry about his life, asking, you know, you haven't had sex since JFK, uh, <laughs> which I uh, thought that was funny. He was incredulous about that. And then sadly, John passed away. Um, which was nice because I don't know I for some reason I was thinking and I think it was brought up before that maybe he was killed somehow you know Larry killed him um later down you know down the line um but it's good to know that John lived a happy life and um yeah so that was good to know and then we have Cliff um, who finds out that Bump is killed by an alligator named Francis, which is really weird name for an alligator, but okay. Um, so he wants to go and see Clara and make sure she's okay and all that good stuff. So Flint teleports him and Rita to Florida so he can um, see Cla Clara. Um, so he ends up getting his closure facing his past and, um, ended up battling the, the alligator Francis that did bump in and getting that watch for his daughter to, you know, express how much he cares and how much, um, he thinks of her. That was his way of, I, you know, getting his closure in that regard, understanding that she sees Bump as her father and that he raised her and um, did an amazing job. And so, yeah, so he left her the watch um, after battling the alligator. That is, of course, you know, I figured that was going to happen. So I wasn't too surprised by that. Um, and then we have Rita um, getting her or coming full circle, I should say, um, and accepting her past and, um, or yeah, accepting, facing her past and deciding to shed her alter ego, Rita Farr, and accept who she is, Gertrude Cramp, and navigating who that is and who she is as Gertrude. Um, so that was, that was good to see. 
we have Vic um, having some issues with grid um, sounding like I'm a little bit confused by this part so hopefully your podcast will um, shed some light and you know in your breakdown um, with him with grid saying he's going from 41 percent to 61 63 percent in strength that he's getting stronger um, so and Vic was upset about that and he said to Jane that the machine is taking over so if mine to understand that grid um, now that that SOS he's saying that SOS went into effect and so the machine is taking over his body and I wasn't quite sure what he was looking at when he opened up his arm um, so you know please enlighten me on that I was confused but whatever it was it upset him so and then we have Jane who um, is trying to find chief thought she had a lead um, through this guy named Flex Montello Montello um, from the clue in the comic book that Danny the street left which ended up being a trap and Vic was captured by the Bureau of Normalcy and we get reintroduced to Darren Jones so that should be interesting so I'm thinking that this is where that painting comes into play they do something to Vic that kind of leads him down this path um, with that painting I'm still curious as to what uh, Mr. Nobody is wanting Jane to do. Um, I, don't, I mean, that hasn't been revealed yet. And I'm also curious about Vic's story. So I'm hoping we get that next episode. Like they're going into his mind, the Bureau of Normalcy, and making him face things. Or they're going to show him what truly happened the night that his mom was killed. Um, to get him to break or something like that. So... That'll be interesting to see. Um, also, that one dude that they went... Um, gosh, I can't remember the name of the place they went to um, when they were in the snow globe, I think. I don't remember. When they went to Mexico, I don't remember the name of the place. Paraguay, um, where that one dude turned into a metahuman. Um, so we heard him on the television being arrested or charged with armed robbery animal vegetable mineral man and dinosaur head so i'm sure there's a reason why we heard that um so i'm very interested in finding out what that's about but overall i mean that's pretty much all i got i mean i'm you know it's been a long day for me so i'm a bit on the tired side and my brain is just um yeah but yeah, you guys definitely kept me going today. Y'all kept me dying. You, Mimi, and Sasha with y'all shenanigans <laughs> on Twitter. So uh, that definitely kept my day going in a positive direction because it was crazy at work. Anyway, on that note, I will close this out. Until next time, much love. Peace and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. It looks like we are aligned. So a few things. Um, good catch on the Paraguay. I forgot to even mention that we heard about that metahuman on the news, but quite frankly, it's so it's just a behind the scenes thing that is kind of funny but not really because he says he's never going to turn on his like it's ridiculous but a good through line throughout the entire episode and good job remembering the the name of the town because you were starting to ask me and i was like um i don't recall (laughs) i think you're spot on on your prediction that next episode we're going to get more into vic's storyline because it was mentioned we need to call dad vic goes missing they're gonna call dad he also has the necessary resources and technology to help him and it looked like it was gonna go in that direction anyway so i definitely think we will get more of that now as far as what is going on with victor from what i understand 
his software system grid is like any other computer it's to assist him he can interface with it but it doesn't it's not supposed to be able to control anything however and this is just a guess because it's not confirmed although it is based on information we're given in this episode i think when it came under threat after mr nobody and itself his cannon self-destruct and they hit that reset button it gave control to the technology that whatever his father used to keep him alive now whatever that technology is we don't know about it but clearly we are finding out at least homeboy victor is finding out that it has its own consciousness and now it is starting to grow in his actual body so he became cyborg previously with having the things on him but now it's literally taking over the inside of his body that's why he cut himself open because that's not where the cybernetics are supposed to it's all on the outside from what i understand probably like some muscles or tissues that was blown up or whatever the case may be but this sentient shit is growing inside of him and that's fucking freaky as hell and then it's going back to that painting where it feels as if he loses his shit and it every it kills everyone if it is a sentient being he won't even have any control and i believe this cyborg a part of the justice league does not kill and i think that's where they're going to be leading this cyborg even though we've seen a few people drop bodies even jane i feel like one of her personalities clearly that miranda chick killed a lot of folks so i have a feeling that at some point this show is going to separate itself and unlike its counterparts at the other star labs they they gonna have blood on their hands but technically barry killed people too y'all need to go back to season one and two he got some bodies on his conscience do not get it twisted so that is what i understand but hopefully next episode once we get the dad he'll probably give us a nice exposition on that and we can confirm so last but certainly not least is queen mimi what up stina it's uh mimi um i'm sending in feedback for doom patrol episode 11 of season one uh, well, I guess I don't have much to say about this uh, episode. It was, I mean, it was kind of, I feel like it was kind of boring for the most part. Um, the things that I will say stuck out to me really first. Um, okay, I knew I was going to be wrong. That was Jane. But is it just me or does she seem way more bitchy than usual? Like she, I thought she was a nice one. Like she is fed up. I don't know if she's just sick of her life or sick of her multiple personalities sick of being on the surface i don't know what it is but she came across as a biatch this whole episode she was just like dick dickish for no reason like i i feel like rita gets on my nerve anyway so i guess i'm never mad when someone's an absolute asshole to her because she's annoying but i will say you know this time rita we're making a little like somewhat of some points you know you know you your personality Karen you know use their power against me that's messed up um and I feel like normally like at least the Jane that we've seen in the beginning of the episode would at least been like you know at least a little sympathetic for her or at least empathetic to the fact that she got played by Karen like (laughs) Jane didn't give a rat's ass she didn't care at all not even a tiny bit um and it just seems like I don't know it's not like her usually whenever someone was getting dragged or getting cursed out or made made fun of it was like hammerhead or what are those other mean personalities but that was uh straight up Jane so that's funny maybe that was the look I saw like when she came to Jane was just over this mess so maybe that was the the look I was I was coming across I'm not sure um the other thing I want to talk about is I don't know I guess it kind of annoys me that we're like we have to sit here and focus on Cliff and his daughter but then they give us a little bit and take it away like like why go through all that if he didn't want to talk to her I feel like him you know 
going there anyway like you should have thought this through like you really think how's it gonna come across your big ass tin can with the brain i'm your dad well just his brain i'm sorry i was a shitty dad and you ain't seen me in 30 years but here i am like it wasn't gonna go well so it annoys me that they made us focus on this whole thing like it was gonna be you know some heartfelt reunion or at least he was gonna acknowledge the fact that he had a daughter that was alive and he himself his mind is alive but then we don't even like do anything like and then oh the whole the whole that whole scene was annoying i i could have done without that i did however like the larry thing and i'm not i'm kind of not sure if that was like the dreams that we were seeing when larry and um what's his name john bauer were they in a hotel and then they were at that gay bar those were all like planted memories like um negative man was making those memories for them those that's not stuff that happened in the past am i misunderstanding that just just to clarify i feel like those memories weren't real but because john was dying negative man tried to give larry something of him you know that that they can have for the now i'm not sure if that's right so correct me if i'm wrong i did like that um and (laughs) did he like die on the porch like because i thought (laughs) Larry was telling him about the entity and then he was like rest I'm like um this man's like 80 something he could be even in his 90s like is he asleep (laughs) he could easily be dead and as a person who's had their share of comfort care patients who were on hospice that passed away in their sleep it's kind of hard to tell like unless you're hearing the death breaths and it either you know or you don't like I can't really describe what death breaths are but if you've heard it before you know exactly what I'm talking about um if a person's not that like they're just and they die naturally it's really hard to tell if someone's sleeping or if someone's dead unless you like literally check a pulse or you watch them you know inhale and exhale but I thought he was dead and he just covered him with the blanket and was like sleep well like oh can you check a pulse please <laughs> he just died I'm not sure I could be wrong but I I thought he died in that moment but I I guess I I guess we'll never know um what was the other thing I wanted to talk about oh Vic uh Vic and Jane I I don't I just it's it bothers me because we know like okay I can't say we I know for a fact like I did not like the Justice League movie I'm just gonna throw that out there like it just it's something about these DC movies that just aren't like even Aquaman. I know people were so like in love with it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Jason, what's his name? You know, Denise Huxtable's husband. Like he fine as hell. And I watch that man in anything, but it was okay. Like, I don't know. I've always been a DC lover, like out of Marvel and DC. Back in the day, Superman was my favorite like I love him but these DC movies are kind of kind of whack and even like I guess the cyborg from the Justice League was okay all right I mean they didn't really he didn't have his own story so you know whatever but he was he was all right he had his moments in the in that movie but just overall in general if we're going to compare Marvel franchise to the DC DC is pretty trash but we do know that cyborg this cyborg is from within the justice league like that's canon and we know that from the show but he seems pretty like pretty whack like how you make it to the justice league and you let that that old ass lady get to drop on you look at look at my elbow bitch no why 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 would i look at your elbow i don't know you and clearly if you want me to look at your elbow which is a random thing to say something's not gonna be it's not gonna be a normal elbow so the fact that he got caught really annoyed me and i and i knew he got caught when he just vanished like like can you they couldn't have figured out a better way to do this to make me not just dislike this man you supposed to be the the, i guess the quote-unquote leader of this ragtag raggedy ass team that they got going on until niles come back and you just got taken out by an old ass lady because she told you to look at her elbow why what how oh who you know i will say 
before i'm just going to i'm just going to be real because i feel like we're watching doom patrol because of me but i will say the order that i saw them in the six episodes were good but this this 11 13 for however many episodes this season is kind of dragging and i'm gonna need them to get to the point at least throw in some some mr nobody so i could be entertained because these episodes are starting to get on my nerve like i feel like we're not moving along we're not doing anything we're not we have we're we're not getting anywhere I don't even know what we're supposed to be like the end result the end goal like where like we're looking for Niles right ain't that what we're supposed to be doing I feel like every episode it just goes further and further away from the the goal that we're supposed to be looking for this man and it's starting to bother me um but you know I I feel like this is my doing I'm the reason we have this show on the roster so I'm gonna keep watching whether I like it or not so yeah um, on a side note, Christina, I will say that weighted blanket that you 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 always ra- rave about is on point. I tell you, I have never slept so good in between shifts in my life. It feels like you are being cuddled by a thick, juicy man, and it's just great. Keeps me warm, um, and who so like it just feels like you're being in, like a, a constant embrace. It's awesome. Actually, I sleep a little too hard. I probably should not use it in between work shifts. I will wake up late one of these days, but yeah, good call. I went back to the, I told you the Bed Bath & Beyond by my house is closing. The store is closing. I went back and bought two more. I got one for my son, 12 pounds. And then I, I got a 16 pound because I know you said you got 15, but they had 12, 16 and 20. I just went back and got the 20 and the 12. You know, the 12 is going to be for my son, but the 20 is, you know, just in case. I might need I might need a thicker man later you know you never know I know my boyfriend's not gonna use it because he doesn't like to be very warm he's one of those people that are just hot bodied all the time so he's not gonna use this so I just got two yep and it's better than a heated blanket which I am actually surprised hmm, who would have known anyway that's my feedback um I I guess I will see what you guys think of this episode. Um, until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. And that was the lovely Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So a few things that she wanted some answers to about the dreamscape. I believe it was Negative Man, aka I call him JB. He manifested both Larry and John's dream scenarios like what they would have wanted if they could have their moment their last moment with the person they love and with JB or with John it was always being able to introduce him to his friends to show him off to be in public with him and have that life together and then for Larry it was always this hotel room eating beef burgers beef steak burgers with bourbon them listening to good music or whatever the case may be just them together so he just manifested that negative man is fucking powerful and Larry is probably the most slept on of the entire group as far as can probably put some shit down at least negative man can larry still has some some work to do i i understand why you would say the episode is boring uh i get the feeling too about the pace of the season i actually agree completely that it is not the best paced out season but i didn't think this episode was boring i actually cried at the end so anytime emotion uh an episode can get me an emotional it did its job and i think it's kind of important to start to know these characters but yeah we also need to have that with a little bit more plot development on the mr nobody side because right now we really don't know what the fuck is going on it's 11 episodes in 11 not six not seven 11 out of a 15 episode season so that's why i'm like these last four better be like jam-packed because they definitely took their time getting here and i feel they really focused on larry's character they tried to give 
Jane and Cliff a lot of time. They really, in my opinion, neglected Rita's character, who I know what you were saying has up to this point been really annoying, but I liked her in this episode. Even the parts that I typically would roll my eyes at, it worked better when she was more toned down and actually being a supportive person. It's almost the same with Cliff. If they would get rid of some of these traits of the characters or if I knew them better like all I know about Cliff is he was a cheating son of a bitch who died and now he's full of regrets okay that sounds like anybody and everyone there's nothing about him that's compelling the same thing with Rita we don't have her backstory we don't really know what's going on other than the fact that she was a, an actress and did some shady things in order to get parts and be relevant in Hollywood. Okay, that relates in no way to me. I can't understand that. Versus Larry, we got this very fleshed out backstory and even a love story. And now we're even, we're building up the crescendo where he is heroic. Even with Vent to a certain extent because now all of that pizzazz that that leadership quality that he brought into the team from working on justice working with justice league is now deteriorating as he's realizing that his whole entire identity may be based on a lie and not only that the thing that is keeping him alive now is kind of asserting its own will how do you work with someone that is a part of you that relates to larry's storyline so it builds the characters a lot better this just should have been five episodes ago it would have been nice to be five episodes ago and give us more of that character development of gelling them better as a team because i still don't see them as that they've got a long way to go they still barely seem to care about what the other people are going through and i think it's because in this episode too the pairings are better like i'm not a fan of the cliff and jane i'm man like you have a daughter in real life exactly i don't need you to have a fake daughter in the house that you also treat like a daughter and then if you try to make it a romantic relationship it gets equally weird even if it's a romantic because you're the only man i can ever be this close to because you're a robot then you have the rita and larry thing and then that's just like a a, a, a musical and you guys know i don't like those <laughs> they was already dragging me i don't know how you cannot like musicals i'm sorry i know how it's when i'm not wanting to jump up and dance to what i'm listening to i need to be pulled in use the time like these pop i'm like what are we doing here um (laughs) uh this is your pick and your fault but I, i don't hate it don't get me wrong i could definitely be and you know you know if i hate a show i will literally drop it like hot cakes see cursed <laughs> y'all was like ah we can finish it out to the end i'm like i fucking cannot because that's how much i can't stand it it just needs tweaking there's good ingredients in the pot you just need to make a, a cohesive meal and that's not what they have yet and hopefully the other episodes you watch they don't they don't actually pull it together i'm also glad that the next season is only nine episodes as far as dc i love dc too over marvel i i can watch marvel movies once and i can never go back and watch them except for thor ragnarok because that's my shit (laughs) i love that movie but other than that i really i don't go back and watch any of the marvel films I think I even fell asleep three times during the second Endgame. Yep. Yep. Because I was still very hella ass bitter how they treated Black Panther's footage in the fucking trailer and had him in a movie for 20 minutes. I was feeling some way about that and I never quite got over that feeling. 
I sure as hell did. I usually don't be petty all like that. But my pettiness raised because I went to the theater specifically, specifically on opening night for fucking Black Panther. (laughs) So when Wakanda didn't show up till 20 minutes to the movie came off, I was heated. And then didn't even get their own breakout scene in their own fucking thing. Oh, they gave it to Black Panther. I don't know. I was up. Ooh, the last. Mm. Yeah, last 15, 20 minutes of Endgame really had me in a bitter place <laughs> and quite frankly i have not been back to marvel since i ain't even watched the second spider-man movie and i know that movie's probably good because it's guys in day in it and i love her but i'm still healing eventually i will be fully healed from what marvel half wrapped me and then i was loving guardians of the galaxy until chris pat started running his mouth and i look i understand i can separate movies but no that actually i didn't like this <laughs> i was feeling some kind of way about the fact that we didn't see well i guess i didn't if i finished it i don't know because if zola saldana is no, no longer in the franchise i no longer want to see it but moving on from that to say yes i love dc over marvel however marvel movies i at least will watch once dc fuck that the you let me tell you something when they cast ben affleck as batman you was never gonna get me in a seat you was never going to get i won't watch it for free it is literally free in my queue for the last eight months and i still ain't clicked that bitch once i'm not desperate enough (laughs) so no i have not watched aquaman either i don't give a damn how fine jason momoa ass is and it's lisa bonet that is his wife I'm not watching that. Not doing it. I don't see any value in those type of films whatsoever. Um except for Wonder Woman. Now I did watch Wonder Woman. I'll say that. That was a good ass movie. I like that a lot. But everything else? No. Because I still don't know how I feel about Ezra Miller as the Flash. <laughs> I don't. I don't want a Flash that's gonna be uh, like Shazam. That is my issue too. Talking about they gonna make the first Flash movie on the lighter side. I said, why? Marvel is Marvel. You're fucking DC. Do your job. You have one. Even the TV show is dark. And that shit is on CW at 8 p.m. And it takes it there. Like, did you see what DeVoe killed all the people? It goes dark. So, no, I don't want to see a Shazam version of the fucking Flash. You can keep that. And also, you really need to convince me Ezra Miller is the best for the role. Because I'm very stuck on Grant Gustin. And while they did have a cute scene in the Flash, I'm not 100% sure from what i saw if i want to see a whole 90 ass minutes of him it's not a bad actor i just don't see him as barry allen so yeah i feel that and i think that is the the end of the kind of, oh the weighted blanket yes girl if i would have could have got a 16 inch i will and yes I, you best believe i'm getting me the 25 you best believe or the 20 pounds sorry not the 25 i'm getting the 20 yes i will just for the living room one for my bedroom one for the living room yes it feels like the best hug you will ever get and you never want to stop i'll be passed the fuck out the hell out those blankets if you if you are someone who is just a busy life and you need a de-stress i'm telling you go get you a weighted blanket that shit will change your life and with that, <laughs> we are going to wrap up the feedback. Once again, you can send that to blackoutcouch at gmail.com. 
You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else good podcasts can be found. Black Girl Couch Reviews. Look it up. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes. Leave a review. Rate the podcast. It does help. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black or magic. <laughs>